What's the deal, people? It's your boy, the one and only, your host that do the most, Mr. Vira himself, aka the villain, because they hate me for my opinion. Welcome back to another episode of the Viral Way Podcast. Make sure y'all share, like, comment, and subscribe to the channel, because the more interaction we get, the bigger the platform get. The bigger the platform get, the more exclusive content y'all gonna get. So make sure y'all tap it in out there. We got a uh, we got a real special episode for y'all tonight. As you can see, I had to switch up the attire. You feel me? Just when they thought they could box me in, I switched lanes on them again. We got a special guest in the house tonight. Um, yeah, this this gonna be one of my favorite ones right here. I'm gonna let him introduce himself though. Y'all might be familiar <laughs> with him if you're from the LA area. He been making noise this year. He done took LA by storm. Uh, who we got here to my right? Dr. Dapper. The one and only. Ah, the one and only, <laughs> Mr. Dr. Dapper. If you're not familiar with Dr. Dapper, um, owner, creator of uh, the Outlet LA, the fastest growing black-owned, let me repeat, black-owned. If you're from LA, you know how big that is because we don't have a lot of black-owned events. So we got a black, uh, black-owned event. Focus on upscale, mm-hmm. grown and sexy. Y'all make sure y'all get a bar of that. Hey, let me get a round of applause for Mr. Uh, Dapper. We got the class. Come on, we got the, <laughs> we got, we got the audience. Come on, man. Fuck In with it. Fuck audience. with it. Fuck with it. <laughs> yeah, if you've never been to his events, it's real grown, real sexy, real mature. Uh, you have a, no drama, no extra out shit like it usually is in LA. So I want to commend him on that because. Just even being able to get that done in LA in itself deserves a round of applause. Yeah, it's fire. It, so I, yeah, yeah, I, I fuck with that. I fuck with that. You got a real big event coming up on uh, New Year's. Let's talk yeah, about yeah. that for a little bit. New Year's Eve is gonna be fun, man. Um, because and I haven't really done any other events this month because I'm really focused on New Year's Eve. So I'm excited about it. And last year we uh, that was my first New Year's Eve event last year, but it almost got like canceled because of COVID. Um, so this is my first year. Since that I've been able to do like events a whole year, uh, because I just started the outlet like when I moved here, uh, and I moved here three years ago. So I'm really excited to uh, to kind of like see how New Year's Eve is gonna go, and uh, yeah, I guess I've just been figuring it out this month too, because it's the first cycle that I've had of like just doing events. Like I said, just the whole year. So it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful That's thing. dope. That's dope. Is there anything different with the New Year's event as opposed to the regular events you have all year long? <clears throat> I would say New Year's Eve, man, is like a it's a compilation of every experience that we curate during the year. Uh, it's a great Gatsby themed event. So we don't do great Gatsby themed, of course, throughout the year. Uh, it consists of the live band, live music still, uh, DJ, uh, of course, the ball drop at the uh, countdown of the time. Mandatory. Burlesque, uh, got a speakeasy experience. So yeah, it's, it's really dope. It's a good experience. Um, and everything, I try to make sure that shit's just different. I don't like doing the same shit as other people. So what's gonna make my shit unique and stand out uh, so yeah, it, it's gonna be just everything that we do throughout the year, just compiled into one event, um, so we can celebrate life and uh, just you know make it into another year. That's dope. That's dope. So is this a themed event or is it just a hey man, put that shit on and you feel me? Come stretch your stuff event. Every every event is a put that shit on event. So yeah, <laughs> you, know, sure. you know, just like, just like how dope. you understood, like when I was like, we, we gonna interview Doctor Dapper. You put that shit Come on. Come on, I had to put so that shit on. It's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to you know, live a certain lifestyle and influence other people in a positive way. So that's why I even, you know, designed my dress shoes because I always wear dress shoes and I wanted to create a shoe that would inspire my people to want to put that shit on, you know, regardless of like, oh, because the only time we usually dress up is like for a, like a wedding 
a funeral Facts. or just go to church. It's like, yo, why don't we just dress up on the regular? And then when you dress up, people are like, yo, where are you going? It's like, oh, right. you got something special? It's like, nah, I'm just living life. Like, this is just my aesthetic, my style, my vibe. So I love to create a space where people can always know, like, if you're going to this place, you got to put that shit on. Even if it's not a theme, just the, the, the weight that that name carries. <clears throat> it's like, I can't show up to the outlet without putting on something nice. So, um, but it is themed though. Like I said, Great Gatsby themed. And um, I always try to theme stuff around like eras when black people were dressing up. But for no fucking reason. Just That's because, you know. fucking dope. So like, you know, during the Holland Renaissance era, you know, it was it was very much like we're dressing up. Like for for no even when you look back to like the the protests and the marches and everything, you know, people still had that shit on. So I'm like, I wanna create spaces and environments where people feel like, damn, I can just I can dress up. It gives me a reason to put on like actual clothes versus when I came to Hollywood or LA, I never really saw a place where it was like you're influenced to put on a suit or a dress and, and not feel overdressed. So yeah, every every event is like, you got to put that shit on, and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I pre I, I can appreciate <laughs> that because I know when I was younger, I always I was used to rebel against dressing up. I hated mm. it. As I grow as I grew older, I kind of understand the importance of it. Like you say, when you when you put it on, you just get a different feel, a different vibe. The world gives you a different level of respect mm -hmm. when you put that shit on. So. I can appreciate that. That's dope. Mm -hmm. And speaking of your shoes, um, when did you start your shoe line? So that, that's gonna go back to when I was in college. So I made I majored in fashion. I'm from Arkansas. Went to school, University of Arkansas. Shouts out to Razorbacks. Um, <clears throat> and I grew up in church, so my mom would always keep me in a nice little suit, some like dress shoes, whatever. So I never really wore sneakers. Um, and yeah, so I started it in college, and my mom helped me start it before she passed away. And after she passed. I graduated a few weeks after that, and and I just went full time into it because I was like, that's the last thing my mom saw me doing, so, you know, why not <clears throat> run with that? And uh, I knew entrepreneurship was was for me. Uh, and my junior year of college or sophomore year, I, I didn't know I didn't know how to spell it. I didn't know what it was. So that goes to like what we grew up in and what we're taught because you can't experience it unless you're exposed to it. So the earlier that that, that our kids or our generation is not even our, our kids, our community is exposed to entrepreneurship and that being possible the faster they can experience it. So I was exposed to it. I got a clap. I was exposed to it like later on in life, but because I embraced it and I leaned into it, now I can expose somebody else to that at a much younger age. And then that starts to kind of like speed up the generational wealth and us tapping in entrepreneurship and ownership. So yeah, my mom sacrificed a lot to help me start the dress shoe company and Super grateful for that because I wouldn't even have the outlet. I wouldn't be Dr. Dapper. I wouldn't be anything without her, you know, sacrificing and, and putting that those credit cards down. We didn't have no bread. She was just really doing whatever she could to uh, make ends meet. And if I had an idea or a dream, she was my number one source of support and motivation. So uh, I named that hill after her. And yeah, so the shoe started then and I just ran with it. And I ain't never worked for anybody since I graduated college. The, the shoe line is, is, is crazy. It's crazy. I appreciate I'm, not, I'm not gonna look. I, I'm not gonna cap because he got them on now. Let let him get a bar that. Let him get a bar that. The shoe line is crazy. It's, it's different. The the gold tip. These 100% designed by you, or did you have a team and y'all kind of came together on it? No, nah, I designed everything. Any anything I do, man, it's, it's it comes from my like my mental, you know, and uh, experiences in life or something that I. I see in the world and I want to like shift or change it or provide something uh, to the world. 
So yeah, I designed everything myself, sketched, and uh, yeah, and then my factory in Brazil produced them. Brazil, that's viral. <laughs> that's viral. <laughs> that's viral. I thought he was finna say Hong Kong or some shit. That's, no, that's viral. No, sure. Brazil, and the whole story behind that is like crazy too, um, because the journey to like scaling something or just even one thing that's really crazy, bro. None of this shit exists if if we don't like give it energy. It, it starts with a thought. Like even the, even this pot, this interview. It starts with a thought. And one, I feel like once people realize the power behind their thoughts and their imagination, they'll start to create so much more. Like this shoe, like this, it wouldn't be a physical shoe if I didn't, if I didn't, if I didn't think about it. Like I thought about this. This was once a thought. So there's so much power in realizing like that. This, this champagne bottle, this laptop, your shirt, it was all like a thought. And then that person that thought about it was like, dang, I'm going to make this like an actual tangible thing. So yeah, I designed everything and it was just like thoughts and visions that I had in my head. And uh, and there's so much power behind like the thoughts that we do have and the imagination that we that we have. That's that's real refreshing to hear because I read a, I like to read a lot. Mm-hmm. And just like you say, everything started as a thought. I feel like in society, we gotta kind of get back to that because we have an overload of entertainment and just bullshit that we just <laughs> You know, people don't even give themselves five minutes to be bored. They're grabbing the phone. They go take a shit. They grab the phone. So you mm. don't even really have time to think. So it's like the fact that you took the time out, like you said, you know what? Let me really think about this and designed it and brought it to life is dope. So I'm going to commend you on that. And you know, you know, one thing that I say, bro, it's like, um, yeah, give it. <laughs> She's going crazy with that applause. She got button, them clap. Sure. <laughs> Round of applause. Hey. <laughs> clap, clap. No, sure. but um it, it's it's really crazy that somebody was praying for that shoe, somebody desired that shoe, somebody needed that shoe. So I tell people all the time, like, you're 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 the the answer to somebody's prayer, needs, and desires. And and when we lean into that even more. We understand that it's just not us creating this thought. It's like other people influencing us to have these thoughts, and and it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing to be able to have certain thoughts because the same thing that I think you're not thinking. So there's so much power in understanding that whatever's in your mental, you have to really create it and, and bring it to life because nobody can see what's in your head. Only you can see it, and most of the times you're thinking about something that a very 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 small percentage of people are thinking about. I don't know a lot of black people that design shoes. I don't know a lot of black people that do upscale events. I don't know a lot of black people that have the vision that I have for my events company. So it's it's a beautiful thing when you tap into that. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. What is the official name of the shoe line? Does every shoe have a different name? Is it all under one umbrella? And yeah. where can they find these? Because I'm for sure going to get a pair of them for New Year's. Them is, them is fire. Well, now you got to like just know me to get a pair. Because I've been heavily focused on the Outlet LA, uh, my events company. So, But the name of the shoe company is LFLS Shoes. It uh, stood for Like Father, Like Son when I first started it. Um, so yeah, LFLS Shoes. You can follow it on Instagram still. And you can DM me if you want a pair. But uh, I'm really focused on my events company. <laughs> and that can go to like a whole topic of like people try to multitask or, you know, they're, they're afraid of giving their all to one thing because it could fail or what could happen, what could go wrong. You know, we focus so much on what could go wrong. Like why not focus on what could go right? So I'm the type of person I'll I'll bet on myself to the point of I'll focus on this one thing for the next five years. And, and I don't give a damn if I'm like at my lowest or at my highest. It's like, I don't care. Like, this is the thing that I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm going to give it my all. And currently that's the outlet. Um, so that's why I, I literally stopped the shoes. I stopped coaching. I stopped doing anything. And I was like, 
I'm really gonna go all in on this events company because I have so many big visions and dreams and and, and I'm imagining so many things. Like this is where I'm supposed to be giving my energy right now. And, and I don't divide my energy. I don't divide it up. If I can't if I can't offload the responsibility of something to somebody else to let them manage it, I'm probably not doing it. Because if I'm focused on one thing, I'm I'm really, really focused. Yeah, that that's that's I agree with that because what's the point of being <laughs> average at a lot of things when you can be great at one thing it's like bruce lee said don't fear the man who practiced a thousand kicks one time fear the man who practiced one kick a thousand times mm -hmm. it's better to perfect one thing than to just be regular run-of-the-mill average at a lot so yeah. i kind of i agree with you on that i agree with you on that yeah um i want to get a little more into your personal background because uh oh <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, we ain't gonna get too deep, but I feel like the people need to connect with who you are as a person because yeah. even when I was doing my research on you, I didn't find much on you except for little snippets here and there. But as far as I didn't know if you was from LA or not, like I didn't know you was a oh, transplant to you just, you know what that's I'm saying? That's out there. That's out okay. there. That's out I, there. I'm like, hold on, where this nigga from? Because I ain't never seen this nigga before. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just, just me finding out your age just now kind of blew me because I'm like, damn, I'm yeah, thinking we was from the same era. Like, yeah. you, you pretty, you a young cat doing all this. Yeah, a lot of people don't know my age. Um, I'm, I'm pretty transparent about my story because my story is what's really gotten me here because um, a big part of my story is my grandma died in 2010, my dad died in 2013, my mom died in 2016. So that, that inspires a lot of people. Uh, but I've also used that story to just keep me moving forward, but then also attach it to my, my businesses and and really just being vocal about the things that I've been through so I can just uplift and motivate other people. Um, but yeah, I'm from Helena. I'm from Arkansas. So I grew up, you know, very poor, underrepresented area. And when I when I got out of Helena and I went to school in Fayetteville, back in Arkansas too, it didn't really like hit me that, oh, you made it out of the city to where a lot of people don't make it out of. It was when I like, three years after college, when I moved to LA, I was like, dang, I'm really, when you just sit and you just think like, damn, I'm really doing this shit. Like when you think about where you came from, Rats and roaches and holes in the walls and shit like that. When you where you where you when you were a kid, and you and you look at where you are now, it can it can like just what what I say ground you and just it just reminds you like damn I'm and you're so much more grateful of what you have and what you've accomplished. Um, so I, I think I do that a lot more now. But yeah, I'm from Helena, Arkansas. I'm a country kid, bro, and that shit ain't I ain't gonna never change either. Like I moved to LA, I've been here for three years. And people are like, oh, you're so like, like the Southern hospitality, you just, oh, you're not from here. I'm like, nah, because this, like this shit don't change me. I'm not, I'm not here for the Hollywood shit, the glitz and the glam and just to be like, oh, I'm better than you. And I'm this yeah. person. I'm that person. I don't give a fuck about none of that. It's like, this is who I am as, as an individual. And money is only going to amplify that even more. Like money really shows you who somebody is. And, and the more that right. I get, the more humble I become, the more grateful I become, the more I want to give. So I think, you know, when you live life from that standpoint, because I ain't never had shit. I ain't never had shit. So as I get more, I'm so much more grateful grateful for it because I remember where I came from. I remember who I am. I'm very grounded. I'm very much centered in, like, who I am as a person. And L.A. can't change that shit <laughs> at all. Like, no, nowhere Don't let it, man. Shit. L.A. is a fucking whole nother animal. Nowhere, it's a whole nowhere. nother beast. Because I done personally been to your events before. Mm -hmm. And... I can see that Southern hospitality, it kind of bleeds into your events. Mm -hmm. Usually, you go to LA event, first of all, it's not catered for blacks. It's just like, you just damn near a prop. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, God. You, they, not, they not focusing no nothing, no black nothing. They don't even really want niggas there to keep it yeah. 100. But even when you do get there, you can feel like you're not wanted from 
even trying to just get in the security. Mm-hmm. And then when you do get in, like you said, it's Hollywood shit. Everybody want to be this fake fucking celebrity. But when I come to your events, it's real refreshing. You don't get none of that. Security. Ain't no lines. Man. Ain't no lines. Nick. I, when I when I moved here, bro. What? The reason why I started the outlet. There are plenty, there are a few reasons why I started it. Because I saw a void in the market for like a very upscale, elevated experience where you hear R&B, where you can meet beautiful people. People that have like substance and... And you can you can dress up nice because I got tired of going out to see people just wearing jeans, holes, and just sagging, and you know always fights and these long ass lines, and you get in and it's empty inside. Fucking I'm like, lines. what are we what are we doing? Like, it annoys me. So I wanted to create a space where you could come. I want you to come in and have a good time. It doesn't benefit me that you're outside. I don't. It only benefits me when you're inside, where I can like connect with you and vibe with you. We could be. I don't even do bottle service. Because like I want everybody to be on the same level. I don't. You could be standing next to a millionaire, and you could work at Target. It don't matter. But you're in a space where you put that shit on. Y'all look. Y'all looking like okay, this is dope. And you you connect with a person genuinely because I want to connect with you, not because like oh he got that or he in a section. Can I get in your section? Like it ain't none of that. It's like <laughs> yo, we on the same level. Whoever you meeting, it's like there's no judgment because they can't even tell that you are here and they're here. There's no separation. So I really wanted to create that space where it can be more elevated. We can we can see black people in a different light than you're twerking and you're ratchet and you're fighting and you're, and you're sagging and you're holding up the wall. If you come to my shit, you got to dance. Man, you better I'm walking, get out. I'm walking around like, yo, what we doing? Like, you know, <laughs> hey, let, let's get it. And, and, that, and you don't really get that. So people appreciate, you know, the way I host, the way I embrace people, the way I hug people, the way I... People just want to be seen, heard, and, and felt. And it's like... If you come to the outlet, you're going to be seen, you're going to be heard, you're going to be felt, you're going to be treated right, um, and you and you're going to be complimented for sure. Because it's it's a lot of beautiful women that come to the outlet. Um, listen, so man, you I be quiet. You, you're in a, you be careful. Where she at? All right, all right, all right. Listen, I done been to the events, fellas. They in there. Heavy. They in there and they Heavy. got that shit on. Heavy. So if you come, you better put that shit on because I'm telling you, they. In there. A lot of Amex cards. <laughs> a lot of disposable income. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody broke trying to get in for free. Come on. Yeah, ain't none of that. Ain't none of that. I love that you don't do the sections and the bottle service and everybody is kind of grounded on the same level because mm-hmm. I feel like that deters a lot of people, especially unfortunate people because a lot of our people just so happen to come from unfortunate circumstances. And you get reminded of that when you come to these Hollywood clubs. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got it, they want six thousand for a section. They want five hundred for a twenty-five dollar bottle, and it's like, damn! I just came to have a good time. Exactly. It's like, goddamn! You just reminded me how broke I am in this motherfucker. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You come to your event, like you said, you might be standing next to a millionaire and don't even fucking know it. Everybody here just just enjoying life. Genuinely, so I want to commend you on that. And it's crazy that you host these events, but I noticed you you be more turnt than the motherfuckers there. It. <laughs> If I ain't having fun with it, I'm done with it at the end of the day. And I feel like that's anything in anybody's business, anybody's career, anybody's lane. If you're not having fun with it, you need to be done with it. Hang it up, you know? Um, so as much as it's for other people, it's very much so for me. And that can go to, uh, you know, back the, the fact that if, if you have something that you desire and you want that you're not seeing being provided in the market for yourself, there's probably thousands of other people that are looking for that exact same thing, which goes back to, you're the answer to somebody's prayer, need, and desires. L.A. needed that. L.A. desired that. L.A. prayed for that. So it's like, for me to be the person that bared that, that gift to a city, 
and it's so fresh and there's so much growth and I have such a big vision for it. It's like, it, it's so much responsibility comes with it, but it's like my shoulders are strong enough for that. And, and I was chosen to, to curate that. And that, that vision was put in my head and now other people are gonna bite off of it and be like, oh, we doing upscale, we doing the grown and sexy, or this is that. And it's just like, all right, cool. But, but you're not gonna, you're never gonna outwork me. You're never gonna, not gonna outlast me. You're never gonna out, you know, dream and imagine me because the next move is gonna be bigger than any move any nigga would be, you know, just bold enough to make. Like the things that I think about, <clears throat> that's why I'm not a promoter. People say, oh, you you promoter. I'm like, nah, I don't even disrespect me like that. I'm not a promoter. Like from front end to the back end, from the trash to the to the budgets to the negotiation to finding the, the the staff to the DJ to the chef to anything negotiating to deal with the venue, all of it. Like I'm 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 cutting the checks. Like I'm not at the door, like, all right, you can come in, like, all right, cool, pull up on me, get a get a section if you're trying to if you hit me for the section. I'm not like that. It's like I'm real deal, I'm a businessman. At the end of the day. So the vision that I have for the outlet, if you're a part of the Outlet LA family, you're going to start to see that vision unfold, which we'll talk about a little bit. But um, yeah, I'm definitely not a promoter. And and I don't, because promoters, I, I see it as so many black people attract and bring our people to these establishments, but none of us are like owning these establishments. None yeah, of us are owning the it. hotels. None of us, none of us are it. owning the lounges. None of, none of us are owning the bars and the speakeasies. So it's like, what's your, what's your bigger picture? And most of the times, if you don't have a bigger picture, an event is going to stop. And you'll start to see a lot of events, people that curated events or promoted events start to just like dwindle away. And the reason is because there's not a bigger picture beyond that. So I'm, I'm not the person that's going to be at the club excited about being the doorkeeper. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not excited about that. So therefore, my vision is a lot bigger than your typical L.A. promoter that gets an ego stroke from being that, the person that can get you into an event or get you a section. I don't, that don't do nothing to me. Talk about it. I don't do nothing for me. <laughs> talk about it. Now, with the loss of your parents and your <clears throat> grandparents, condolences, first of all. Taking those magnitude of losses back to back to back like that would break most people. Mm -hmm. Just losing one parent is enough to, to break a person. But to lose both while still in college, still trying to figure life out, and to come out of that successful, I commend you on that. And was that the motivating force? For you to move to LA because being in Arkansas is kind of like, well, what the fuck you doing in LA? Like, you know what I'm saying? Did, you, like, did, did that motivate you to start this whole movement? Like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm gonna take this leap of faith. It is what it is. I'm finna make my parents proud. Like, yeah, uh, I'm I'm big on family, and to lose my like immediate family so early because I have I was my mom's only child but I have 18 brothers and sisters and I don't think a lot of people know like that part people don't know that people don't know that that's wow. I have 18 brothers and sisters my dad and his wife had 15 I was my mom's only child and then before my dad passed they had two baby sisters by another lady um so it's 18 of us rolling stone so no not really rolling him and his wife had 15 damn you ain't rolling too far to have <laughs> You ain't like you ain't rolling too far. You rolling over it, and then like, <laughs> and like all right, cool. We got another one like that. <laughs> he was a rolling over stone. Like, this, all right, then you ready for another one? Um, but yeah, so that's why I wear two condoms. Um, but <laughs> but <laughs> shout out to the vasectomy gang. We ain't playing no games. Dumb, yeah. you're dumb. Snip, snip, no I games. I ain't Fuck got no that. kids yet, so I'm, I can't snip nothing yet. Um, but I'm big on family because of the fact of you know losing my immediate family, but then also having a big family of brothers and sisters that I don't see much. Um, so yeah, what what I, I posted not too long ago, I became that nigga for my kids whenever I, I do have those kids. So, you know, I I knew seeing my mom struggle to barely make ends meet, working two or three jobs, 
I was like, there's more to life than this. So I was always motivated to go. And I was always different. So, and I, and I think if I had to tell my, my younger self anything, <clears throat> because if we go back, we all probably have those cool people that we looked up to, like, oh, I want to be like them, or I want to, I wish I was cool like them. And, and now it's like, these motherfuckers look up to you. So it's like, embrace what makes you different. Even back in the day when you were a kid and you feel like, damn, I'm, so, I'm just so different. I stand out. I'm like, I don't fit in. And it's like, you weren't created to fit in. You cut from a different cloth. So I feel like the, the sooner you embrace what makes you different, the sooner you'll see an immense amount of success. And that's what really helped me a lot when I just leaned into what makes me different, my style. And, and, and I just made that shit cool. And, and then when I graduated, I'm like, I really want to go for, for everything because the world and society will make you feel like there's a lack of everything. There's a lack of water. There's a lack of funds. There's a lack of this. There's a, there's a lack of education. It's bullshit. Abundance. We like every. There's an abundance of everything abundant in the mindset, world. Mindset for sure. So it goes to mindset. My mindset, my perspective, the way I live, the way I move, the way I think, has really allowed me to just thrive so much. And everybody's not like that. But my, the deaths definitely, you know, keep me going, keep me motivated. And that also shows you that life is so short. It's like you don't even know when you're gonna pass away. So I want to make sure when I'm when I'm dead and done that what I did outlives me, because. When I when I die, I don't want to. I want to still be, be be alive. So that might be how I impact somebody's life. You know, it might be a, a perspective that I left on the earth. It might be a business that I left for whoever's coming after me. You know, so I, I really want to. I, I encourage people to like hustle for their last name and not their first name. And, and that's where shit really comes into play. If we ain't building wealth, what the fuck we doing? So I, I elevated beyond just the 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 bare minimum like mindset that society will make you like just the box the box that they put you in exactly. you can't box you in you fly hey, as hell you know I, I, he can do both he can do this come he can do on, that what? so once you think of the, the only way to get outside of that box they box you into is to think outside of it so that's what I did you know and, and I always done that and the deaths of course like play a part in that Um, so yeah I'm about that life that's that, that that's <clears> cool that you at your age have that mindset yeah because that's one of my favorite quotes is why try to fit in when you can stand out? So like mm -hmm. you say, why you always felt different. I always knew I was different. But you had the courage to go out there and prove it. Actually put action to it. Because like they say, the greatest inventions is in the graveyard. There's a lot of people go through their whole life. They have these great ideas, these, these great world-changing ideas, but they don't have the courage or the heart to mm -hmm. act on it. They die with those dreams. So to see you out here living your dream is dope and is motivation, especially coming from a young black man. Bro, people, and I'll, and I'll say environment plays a big part in that, you know? So if we, th if we think about plants, you know, sometimes, if, if you plant a plant in the wrong environment, it, it can't grow, it can't thrive. So we're plants, you know? We plant all these seeds, we plant them in the wrong environment. You need to start, sh shift your environment, change your circles, change your surroundings. And, and, when, and when, when you hit a dark point, don't think like, damn, my Lord, just think I've been planted. Now, now water yourself. It's time to grow, you know, but make sure you're in the right environment around the right people uh, when you do plant yourself and when you do pre prepare for that growth. And I feel like environment has been something for me where I feel like if I'm if I'm too comfortable and I and I and I, you know, when you outgrew something, you know, when shit is just redundant, That's you fact. know, when it's just like, yeah, this ain't even I it. I can't bro. even be around this shit. No and more. you you need you're not a tree. You're not rooted. You're not. You can get the fuck up and move. And that's what I did. And if you don't have anything like kids, wife and I ain't even have mom and dad. So it's like. I don't have anything holding me back from taking these leaps of faith. So why not just take them? Like, why not? You know? And, and, and that's, that's the question I feel like a lot of people should ask themselves. Like, why not? Yeah. Why the fuck not? Look, 
I don't think people realize, like, when you say you only live once, it sounds so cliche, but it's real. It's like tomorrow's not promised. Like, you literally only live once. It ain't no reset button. Ain't no, oh, damn, I fucked up. Let me rewind. Like, <laughs> when it's over, it's over. So you got to take advantage of the time now. It's like real, it's important to live in the now. Because I feel like a lot of people is stuck living in the past, regretting shit they did. Or they living in the future, looking forward to things to come that may never come. It's like you got to take advantage now because that's the only time you got is the present. So now is all we'll I, ever I love have your mindset for sure. I, I listen, watch it, look, uh, reading the power of now, and then also the power reading, of now. Reading Fact. this, reading this new book that I'm reading too. I don't read a lot, but when I do find a book or get a recommendation, I, I, I tap into it. And what you're speaking on is like very, very, very important um, with like just embracing it now because the future, whenever you get there, what is it going to be? It's going to be now. It's going to be the now. past. <laughs> what was it in that moment when you actually experienced it? It was now. So you can literally only experience the present moment. Exactly. So, you know, spending your time thinking about the past and the future, you know, you really never get to create the future because you're not being present and being conscious about what you're thinking about right now. And um, thoughts, are, thoughts are so important, bro. And imagination, so important. That is, is really, really, really important. Like, I literally had something happen last night where my thought, man, my, my thoughts are starting to manifest so, so fast, bro. It's, it's really like, it's, it can be scary. <laughs> like your thoughts start to, so it's like really be conscious in, in, the, in 2023 and beyond about what you're thinking about. Cause it's so, so powerful, man. So powerful. It's like, the law, it's like, yeah, it's like the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. You can literally manifest what you're thinking. It sounds crazy when you say it, but once you really step back and tap into that, like you say, like, damn, I really was thinking this and it became a reality. reality. I don't think people know the power of your thoughts. Like you say, everything, literally everything started as a fucking thought. Just somebody just thought of it and brought it to life. Yep. So that's dope. But uh, what I want to ask is, with LA's background, this being the home of the gangbang, this <laughs> literally, like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody think LA, they think of boys in the hood. They think of fucking minister society. Yeah. Like, that's just what they think of. Or Hollywood, listen, glamour. What made you go the upscale route as opposed to the stereotypical, you know what, let me come out here and start some turn up shit, some ratchet shit, because I know LA gonna fuck with it, that's the vibe. You kind of like took a big risk, like, man, I'm finna start some upscale shit. I mean, the quick book ain't the, ain't the best book, you know? Um, and also, the quicker you get it, the quicker you can lose it. And then also, if something's saturated, you know, like, why not go the opposite? Anytime somebody's going one way, I typically go the other way. I'm always going against the grain on what society is telling me to do. Like, anything you can think of, I'm probably going against it. Like, yeah, like, what about this, though? Like, how have you thought about it this way? So, and then also going back to lifestyle. Every brand that I've started, every business I've started, which allows it to be long-term, have longevity, is because of my lifestyle. If you're not starting stuff based off your lifestyle and your morals and, and the way you move and the way you think, you're setting yourself up for failure. Like literally off top. Like you starting the viral, the viral way. It's like this has to do with his lifestyle. This nigga can be very organic, very genuine, very just like authentic off top. Like I don't have to pretend to be somebody else. So I start businesses that just make sense. It's like this makes sense for the shit that I like to do. Right. You know, so it and, and it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. So that's why I came to LA. And I started doing events that just resonate with me. I don't like to go out and be worried for my life. <laughs> Fuck that. Welcome like, to LA. I, I don't want to go out and be worried for my life. I want to go out and meet a person that's very authentic, very genuine, and be in a space where I can dance, hear soulful music, live music, singing, R&B, 
and and that's just who I am as a person. So it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Like that's the reason why I started it. Outside of me going against the grain on what people typically do, and anybody that has like a successful business, like the the scaling currently or that's like a top business in whatever, like they they probably did something that people were like, ah, I don't know if that's gonna work. Or, ah, that's probably good. That, you think so? Like. You have to be that person that's just like, all right, I'm gonna just take the 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 road less traveled, and and we're gonna see how it turn out. And if and the only reason that it won't work is if you give up on it and if you stop being consistent with it. That's the reason why everything I've done has worked because I never I always work. I never stop. Like anything that I do, bro. If if I can be successful doing anything, anything I touch is gonna turn to gold. Anything, anything. It don't matter what the fuck it is. Tea, glasses, suits, shoes. Events, I don't give a fuck. Anything I touch <laughs> is guaranteed to succeed because you will not outwork me, outthink me, outfinesse me, outnegotiate me. You won't. It's just impossible. So you it's know, if you if you wanna sure. if you wanna try, you can try. But this is this is me telling you, like warning you, like hey, short. you know, yeah. like you probably gonna like set yourself up for failure. You're fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck with him. <laughs> That's how I felt about the podcast. Like the podcast game. It's super oversaturated. Everybody mm-hmm. and their mama want to start a podcast, but I just feel we so more, so much more raw, authentic, mm-hmm. and you can just you can just feel the mindset bleeding through the screen with the content. So that's why I kind of took the leap of faith with that because I kind of was bullshitting with it too. So we we kind of on different paths, different lanes, but similar mindset. The mindset's the same. Abundant mindset. I don't, I don't give a fuck what it is. I feel like. I'm going to succeed in it. So that's dope to see you that young with that mindset because a lot of people, they got to go through a lot of trial and error and they don't reach that mindset until it's too late. So the fact that you hitting it right in your prime is, is that's dope. I'm in my fucking prime. And you know, know, (laughs) another, another personal thing is like talking about the relationship side of that or just friendships, dating, whatever. I don't meet a lot of women that are my age that think that way. So I've 10, and then also homies like that are guys. I'm like, most of my homies are older than me. Most of the women I rock with are older than me. And that's because of the way I think and I move. Um, people always think I'm like 33, 31. Oh, people always think that. But I'm 27. So it's like, it's just, it just makes sense for me to like rock with people that are older. Um, so yeah, that's that's another thing that people always think I'm older, bro. It might be the bald head, bro. The and the beard. Be giving and the word, suits. Yeah. And it is and that. Like, <laughs> but sure, some people, sure. Yeah, everybody thinks I'm 30 something. That's whatever. I love it. I'm going to look like this for the rest of my life. Speaking of women, uh. What's the what's the I know the groupies going crazy right now. <laughs> I don't know. Look, take groupies? What? what? What do you mean? What groupies? <laughs> Look, I know you getting the uh you getting super attention champagne? from the ladies at these events. They can pour more champagne. Oh yeah, you can pour more champagne for sure. Yeah, take a shot. Take a shot. <laughs> a shot of champagne. Take a shot of champagne is My crazy. My brother's going. <laughs> but now nah, how was that? How was that transition? Cause I know the attention obviously had to go up tenfold with the success of the events. Especially coming from Arkansas to LA, it's like, all right, bro, I ain't really nobody out here. And then to make oh, your cap. mark out here, that's cap. <laughs> you know, what I was I'm that saying? nigga when I stepped on, okay, stepped, okay. stepped in yeah, LA. My, my shit, people, my people, shit. no, people knew me for the shoes though, for sure. Oh yeah, okay, that's yeah. what's up. And my mentor when I first moved out here was very well known. So um, yeah, people knew me because of the shoes. They're like, oh, you, the sh- you got the shoes, right? But nobody knew me for events, and the events is what allowed even more people to know me. And of course, because I do it full time, that's the only thing I focus on right now. People know me for the events and sometimes the shoes together, but. Uh, when it comes to groupies and stuff, <clears throat> I love women, bro. I really, really, really love women. You know, outside of just trying to be on some like, oh, 
I'm trying to sleep with this person, trying to sleep with that person. It ain't even like it's it's just like I love to not I'm not Captain Saberho, but <laughs> but I love to support women. I love to pour into women. Um I love beautiful women. I love people that are like that are that are locked in with the right mindset. And yeah, I don't I don't groupies, I women 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 love me. Women appreciate me. Um and, and I'm grateful for that because not having like a mother a mother there, you know, we all, all men need nurturing from somewhere. And women naturally provide the best nurturing for for men. Just like not not even thinking about all the other like gender, this and, and what you think you are, who you who you rock with. Just women offer a level of nurturing that, you know, nobody else can provide for a man. So um I'm grateful that a large audience of women rock with the outlet because <laughs> I like how you did that. <laughs> A large audience of women fuck with the outlet heavy. Uh, I had some women tell me like I drove all the way up here just to see you dance. Like you better dance. So I'm like, it's it's a it's beautiful to just be a positive influence or just a positive draw for people. Like you're not coming to see somebody fight, somebody act act the ass. You're coming to see somebody like have a really good time and just feel that energy. Uh, and they can feel it through the screen. Same thing you said about your your um your your podcast. People can feel energy through energy through the screen. And, and that's why content is so important. And uh, but yeah, groupies. I don't know, bro. I'm just like I don't want to. Okay, let me, let me rephrase. <laughs> I don't know about the groupies. I don't want to call them. I don't want to call them groupies. I'll just say your female acquaintances, the supporters. They they the support. They support. They support the heavy man. Sure. So I'm so grateful for women. I wouldn't be where I'm at without women because my mom allowed me to like. She was my like I said, my number one source of support and motivation. So women will always hold a very, 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 very special place in my heart. And I don't care how mad motherfuckers get about like, oh, there's so many women. Like, what a men and blah, blah, blah. Who the fuck is you saying know, that? A lot of women. <laughs> Who <laughs> the fuck is saying that? A lot of women say that. But then they still come out and have their girls night and they have a good time. Um, and then more men are starting to come now. Because I've literally targeted men. Like, hey, guys, like, where y'all at? Come out. They want y'all. Um, I don't want to be the only person that has all these women. <laughs> I'm trying to share yeah, the share the abundance. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a beautiful thing, man. Sure. I love them. I love them so much. That's what's up, man. I like that the um I like the the live performances that you have. That's yeah. that's pretty dope. Um, was that always a thing, or did you just recently implement that, or that or was that always a part of the plan? There's always been some component of like live music, uh, in the event or just live anything. So, uh, when I first started, before I was charging for events, I just started doing networking events, and during the networking events, I would have like a singer. Um, or a sax player or somebody just come and perform for like like a couple songs and then that was the performance part of it. So I was just figuring out what the events would look like, what the components would look like and how it would even work out. <clears throat> and you've, you've only experienced one of my experiences. I have like four or five different events that I do. Uh, and most of the times they all, I mean, I guess include like live singing or, or music from a band or a sax player or a violinist, whatever it might be. So... Um, yeah, I just like that component. I love music. I played the drums when I was in church, and I still play the drums a little bit here and there. Um, so I have a really good ear for music, and I love a good singer. I love a good sax player, and um, yeah, I just love music, good music, bro. I love good music, and I feel like other people love good music. And I had a drum line come out one, one night. It's like, where are you going on a Friday or Saturday night? To a, a club, a lounge, wherever the fuck, rooftop, and seeing a, a live drumline come out. It's like, I just do shit that people just really wouldn't expect, like tr actual experiences. 
Like I just experienced that right now. Not just oh, come out dance, just music from the DJ. It's like I really want to curate memorable experiences because people remember how you made them feel, and and I want you to remember that. Damn, he provided something that I had never experienced before in LA. At an event like this. Yeah, you're not gonna really see no drum lines in LA. More down south for sure, but LA, yeah. niggas ain't playing no drums. Niggas playing different type of drums. That's neither here nor there. But, uh, but uh, how, how do y'all go about um, choosing the musicians? Do, are you scouting them? Can people request to play at the events and audition? Like, how does that? If people like, man, I play this, hey, bro, I want to play at your next event. How do yeah, they- yeah. People can definitely hit me up, bro. I love, I love being the person that's created a platform that can that can benefit and help other people. So I love breaking off bread to people. I love making money with people. I love providing a platform for people. So if anybody's don't don't come with no bullshit though. <laughs> if you know you're not that good, <laughs> just just hold hold on hold on to your message. But if you if you cold on the sax, if you cold on the guitar. If you got a call, if you got a dope band, if you got a dope voice, just reach out. Um, but most of the times, I'm sourcing a lot of people myself. And like B Thompson, B Thompson is my favorite sax player. Like, like hands down, he's he's amazing. He has a sound that's like so. When you hear, it, you're like, that's B Thompson. So I'm grateful that I met him, and uh, we've done uh, concerts together. I curate a concert uh, quarterly in partnership with him. And other than that, he plays at the Nightcap Jazz and R&B Evening. Uh, he has his sets there. And then also there's Stags. I have another sax player named St- uh, C. Stags. He's amazing on the sax. And then I have a couple bands uh, that I bring out too. But uh, if anybody can play and they can really put that shit on, like, you know, hey, we, we got a spot for you. LA, you, you heard him. You yeah. can play that shit. <laughs> and really play that shit. Not know you really started play. a week ago. Nah, if you really play yeah. that shit, tap in. Hit the man in the DM. He, yep. he letting you know. You yeah. could come put on. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Um, I see y'all, y'all got like a membership where you can subscribe and be a member of the events. What's the perks of that compared to just buying individual tickets? Yeah, I haven't I started doing a membership, then I backed away. And and the reason why I backed away from it is because when I do something, I like it to be done right. And I like to provide um quality that like or just something that makes sense for with the price point or whatever it might be. I want it to be all really set. So the membership is there, but I don't even like take members no more. I don't I don't even like do it anymore. I want to do it eventually. Um because my vision with it, I won't share the whole vision with it because somebody might, you know, just I don't care. If you can take and try it, like, you can try it. I don't give a fuck. Whatever <laughs> <I wanna do. clears throat> but um like so for example when I open up a lounge and open up a hotel, any black car outlet members, they have perks discounts and access to certain things at the lounge, at the hotel, for the car rental uh, component of it, for the concierge component of it. They'll have access to perks. There'll be specific um, black car member only events. Like if I do a yacht event, just for black car members, it's like your your monthly membership payment has covered you to come to this special black car member event. So it goes to talk about what you were talking about earlier about points and rewards and just It'll be that 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 type of setup, uh, and even on regular events, you know, you might get access to like one event free per month, or you know, and a free glass of champagne or a free bottle of champagne, whatever it might be. It's champagne. It's for just the pain. You know, champ- hey, yo, champagne problems. We got champagne, champagne problems for the now. pain, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's what the black card membership is, is is going to evolve into. But currently, I don't really even like push it anymore, just because I, I just want to build a brand and have 
enough value there to be like this is and it's something set in stone where it makes sense for me um to to push it and offer it to people yeah, that's dope that's dope i was looking at your ig i see you got erica badu following you <laughs> you're done bro hold on <laughs> y'all don't hear me erica badu follow this nigga. Now it's you dumb. know every nigga watching right now want to know how that came about because she was every young it's nigga dumb. fantasy boy. What? That's, That's Erica. Funny. She got voodoo man. Listen, I'm a, I'm a Is chill. She's selling her uh, pussy, right? Uh, uh, she's, wasn't she selling her like uh, incense to smell like a pussy? Oh damn! She was selling the pheromones. That's crazy. She bro. was selling the pheromones, and niggas was buying. And that burning them, selling them, and burning them. <laughs> Erica, you wild for that? <laughs> yeah, she is. And how that thing smell though? Anyway, I'm trying to see what that be like. Like, I ain't buying no incense with pheromones is crazy. That shit is wild. That, but that that comes to the point of storytelling. And uh, she followed me because of my dress shoe company because uh, I was going viral a lot because of my story and the dress shoes. And uh, yeah, she just found my page because of that and just tapped in. And uh, yeah, just been following. There's a lot of different people I know because of my dress shoe company. Now there are a lot of new people that I know. Because of my um my uh, events company, but I don't even really care, bro. If it's celebrity or not, like unless unless we connected on a genuine level, you know, a follow is cool. But it's like, can I like really connect with you on a different level? So, so the celebrity stuff really doesn't, you know, um, I guess do it for me like it does for a lot of people. Right, right, um, right. Because right. I don't really care about that. You just like you just a human, and that a lot more people know about you than they know about me. Um. But if we're not connected on on a different level, then you know, because I've had celebrities sing at the events and uh, and play at the events and stuff. That like was that. gonna be my question: Are you going to have more celebrity guests mm -hmm. performing? Yeah, shouts out to Duran. Duran pulled up um, with my homie uh, uh, Marcus, and that when I posted that video on TikTok, it went viral. That was the first video I ever posted on TikTok. But Duran sings so good, bro. Like it's it's crazy. Um, and I've had a few other people come out, but. Uh, other than that, we're looking into getting some headline artists, R&B artists for our uh, concerts next year. So, you know, I, I I I encourage people to build a brand not based off celebrities, influencers, and beautiful women. Build a brand based off just like when you hear that brand name, I have to be there. I don't give a fuck who's going to be there. I got to be there. So when you hear the outlet, there's no attachment of this celebrity or this host or Dre is going to be there or, yeah. or, you know, this pertank's going to be there. It's like you got to... Cause because if that's not there, then you can't draw shit. Mm, that's a bar. That's, that's a that's a bar. You supposed to sound off on that. The the fucking sound lady sleeping back there. That was a bar. If that's not there, you can't draw shit. So it's like I I really, you know, strive for the outlet to be something that it's an experience that no matter who's playing, no matter who's showing up, no matter who's singing, who's there, I know that they produce a good time, and I have to be there just because of the, it's the outlet. When you hear Polo Classic, when you hear Vu Polo Classic, when you hear Kentucky Derby, you don't give a fuck who's gonna be there. You're like, I have to go to that experience. When you hear Essence Fest, I have to be there. I don't no care who they got the lineup is, I have to be at Essence Fest. So if you're not building a brand that carries that much weight as the brand by itself, you're not really, it's just like, yo, you could, you could, then your, your success is still dependent on somebody else. My success is dependent on when I can make this fucking event bright live <laughs> and tell y'all we got an event going on. No matter who's there, no matter what experience it is, like the weight comes from the outlet LA. Not the viral way. That's viral for sure. Shout out to Duran and shout out to uh, Erica Badu That's and right. them fucking pheromones. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, Erica, send us some of that incense, man. We need a oh, bar. Man. We need that. We're going to burn that motherfucker in here, man. We're going to burn, gonna burn him at the event. We're going to burn him at the event. Walk in like, man, wait a minute, that smells familiar. That's man. a super fact. <laughs> so have you thought of um, expanding from the shoe line to like an upscale clothing line to where Niggas can come get suits, <laughs> bow tie, you know, ties, you know, maybe top, you know, I always see you with the top hats, the dope hats. Yeah. You ever thought about expanding into that lane? Fucking shit. I mean, the world is, the sky is the limit, really, for real. You glasses, I mean. Yeah. The sky is, is the, is, ain't even the limit. And yeah, Break beyond sure. that. But when it comes to, we can only handle so much, you know. And if I'm, I'm currently focused on the outlet. And when I get back into the shoes, I'll just be focused on the shoes. But if an opportunity comes where it makes sense, then I'll do it. But if something doesn't pop up where it makes sense, then it's like, you know, I, there's so many things that we could do, but just because you can do it don't mean you should do it. You For know, sure. um, so I, I'm really big on allowing people to do what they do best. You know, if I do shoes best, why not just do shoes and focus on that? I think a lot of people fuck up their businesses and, uh, and, and their scalability when they introduce too much, too early or too soon. Um, and I think if if I meet somebody that does suits really good, I'm gonna just support you and fuck with you. I'm not trying to figure out, cause you're 10,000 working hours in already. I'm just five hours in. <laughs> Why not just be like, yo, this right. brother is, is already on his shit. He already got to figure it figured out. Let me not steal his shit. Let me not take his shit. Let me uplift him and push him forward. So I feel like if we did that more versus trying to monopolize everything, then it's like, all right, cool. We, we can see a lot more growth within our community in general, which, which can go into a whole lot, a whole different topic where I speak on stuff that's very controversial with people about even Black Lives Matter. I don't even fuck. I don't feel like I did shit. It didn't do a fucking thing. All they did was get rich and go buy a bunch of mansions and shit. They didn't do nothing for us. It's a lot of shit that I really and, and even when we go outside of our community to point at other people and be like, oh, we know we need we need reparations, or the white man did this, or they doing this, or the system did this. I'm like, are we are we looking at what we're doing to ourselves internally? Uh, because I feel like most of our problems come from shit that's internal. And nobody really wants to talk about that. We want to talk about what somebody else is doing to us, but what versus us actually talking about the real problem of what we're doing to ourselves and how we're holding ourselves back. Um, so, yeah, I, when it comes to suits and stuff, I know a lot of brothers that do great in suits, and um, it's just not for me right now. If I was an ambassador, cool, whatever, but I'm not about to go do the work that they already done. It's like, you know, you did the work. I'm, I'm gonna just support you. That's what's up. So so with your, your few videos, like you said, that then went viral, for people around the world who tapped in with your movement, but maybe don't have the means, or the opportunity to get to LA to experience one? Are you guys planning on doing like tours in the future? I know a lot of- uh, That's funny you asked. <laughs> I know a lot of events. That, that That's what's going on right now. It's like they going on fucking world tours right now, uh -huh. like hitting city to city type uh -huh. shit. So is this strictly LA thing or y'all thinking about expanding? Uh, we about to go. We about to hit it. So a lot of people want us to come to uh, different cities, but I'm going to I'm gonna go to- I've been looking into San Diego. Um, I've been looking into Atlanta. Been oh looking God, into Dallas. Crazy. Been looking into New York, uh, and also been looking back back in my college town, uh, Northwest Arkansas and uh, Benville, Fayetteville, Fayetteville area. So um, currently, the one that's, I guess, the furthest along with being possible is the Benville, Fayetteville, um, back in my college town. Uh, and then I have venues that have been sent to me from San Diego and, and Dallas, 
and a few in Atlanta. So if anybody out there has some venues or, you know, wants to connect and tap in about that, because I want I want outlet events to be going on in different cities at the same time, you know, um, because the outlet is going to be a global nightlife and hospitality group. So I want to have lounges in different cities, hotels in different cities, concierge in different cities, events in different cities, event event spaces in different cities. Um, and, and yeah, so that's, that's the, maybe even get into the restaurant space, um, one day down the line. But when you think about the Tau group, h group, um, and things like that, I'm really, cause you know, I don't see, you don't see a lot of very successful, like just black. And I don't, I don't do shit to say, oh, it's black owned just because it's black owned. Cause it don't matter if it's, if it's bullshit, it's just bullshit. If it's good, it's just good. Um, but I don't see a lot of black people <clears throat> owning these things that are very upscale, very luxury, very nice, that we aspire to go to and celebrate at, but we don't own none of that shit. It's like, I don't see that. So when I got into this space, I desired to create something that was different and then go even beyond that to have a lounge that you can come to that's very upscale that has images of people from the Harlem Renaissance era and or or just, the, just that theme, just that aesthetic of like, it just imagery of black people in a different light because when we go to these spots we see a lot of like white people that are dressed up really nice and from that era but we don't see our people dressed up and nobody's really highlighting that on their walls so i'm i'm really you know moving in that direction of where if you go to my boutique hotel it's it's a classy elegant aesthetic but you have images of black people from those eras it's like damn they really dressed up nice and it reminds you like it, it's not just like oh i'm just talking about it. it's like you literally see images of see these people. Like you can, you can see it, and uh, even all the way down to the smell in the space. It's like the smell matters. Like what, what, what does it smell like? Because That's a fact. that evokes a certain kind of feeling, and, and just like if you smell something now, it might take you back to high school or middle school or elementary school. There's so much power in smell, and and just the little details that we don't think about. It's like damn, you really got to focus on that. So, um, I have a lot of big plans for the outlet, and <laughs> if you tapped in right now. It's only been like a year and a half in, you know, almost two years type shit. Um, you you really it's, you're in for like a journey, a trip. It's gonna be dope. We are here for it, and and the smell thing, that's big. Because when I check in the hotels, that's the first thing I notice. Like that that could be the key to me checking back in or never checking <laughs> in. I, I swear to God, ask her if you think I'm capping. Like we'll walk into a hotel, like God damn what. Y'all sell that? Like, yeah, I want this that? shit at the crib. I so swear to God. That's crazy that, that you even tapped in on that. So that just let me know you you levels above the competition, which is why Bro. this shit taking off the way it is. Man. So that that's do super. It. And one thing, do more with less. That's I'm, I'm big on doing more with less. People would think a lot of the stuff that I do just would break your pockets, which New Year's Eve is, is like expensive for sure. Because that's it's, New, Year's it's Eve. New Year's though, y'all. Y'all come Eve. fucking support. It's fucking New <laughs> oh, Year's. Oh yeah, pull up, pull up. New Year's Stop Eve playing. is gonna be a good time for sure. It's gonna be a really, really good time. Um, but but if if negotiation is is your best friend when it comes to building a business, um, and if you if you don't understand how to do more with less, then you you're, you're gonna have like a big problem. So I'm grateful that I grew up with less because I know how to stretch a dollar, and you know, so it's all about perspective. If I if I grew up with nothing. Let me let me look at that from a positive light. I know how to do. I know how to make shit happen with nothing. So continuing to operate like that and move like that can help you save a lot of money, you know, and, and cut a lot of corners. But you know, I, I make shit shake with a uh, with a little, little to nothing. And Come make, on, make man. It a vibe. <laughs> you know us. We'll make something out of nothing. But yeah, I love the fact that it's black owned. Like I know people get offended whenever we point that out, but hey, it is what it is. Like you say, we don't have a lot of representation 
in these certain fields. Even the podcast game. This is another reason why I started this podcast because as I'm looking at all the major podcasts, it's not us. Mm-hmm. We may be on them motherfuckers, but we don't own them. Mm-hmm. We ain't producing them. Like this, where we here now, it's just being produced by us. It's owned by us. And it's you know what? By us. It's being produced by us and it's quality. Yo, this it's like when I look around <laughs> the studio, I'm like, wow, this is like actually a great studio. So I was like, shout out to the studio. What's what, podcast place? Come on, podcast Yo, it's, palace. It's, uh, place. Pa- place, yeah, podcast, podcast place. place. It's crazy. It's like it's crazy. Shout out Solomon. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, nah, it's really dope because and, and that's the thing about it. I don't support shit just because it's black owned. I support it because it's quality. It's really good. I'm not vouching for shit that's not quality. That just don't it don't it don't fit with me. It don't work with me. So even the fact that you bring people into a space like this speaks volumes volumes for the quality of your podcast. So I, I don't think people think about that. I'll I'll miss doing an event. I'll miss money because of space doesn't fit the aesthetic that I want. I'll miss thousands of dollars because I'm like, yeah, that that ain't it. I don't want to give my people that. So, But a lot of people, not they're not going to do that because they're doing it for the money. They're doing it for the wrong reasons. The money going to come. The money's a byproduct of you just doing whatever the fuck you're going to do. You just got to really stick to the reason why you started doing it. And if the reason why I started doing it is bringing people into spaces where they typically wouldn't have access to, I'm not going to bring you into some bullshit. I'm not going to do that. I'd rather miss the money Re-up on the next time and be ready to give you an experience that's like, damn, he really, this is really dope. So I, I, I'm, I, it's really good that you have a space like this, especially starting out. You said 30 days in? 30 days in. 30 days in. 30 days Come in. on now. Come on Appreciate now. It, that. It's, Appreciate it's that for sure. It's Come on. We coming. We taking this shit over, man. It's a vibe. We taking this shit over for sure. One, the one thing that kind of threw me off with your events, and it's a positive throw off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a positive. Hold up. Wait a minute. No, Something no, right. no, no. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to fuck you up. It ain't nothing wrong. This is actually dope. Was the, like you say, I'll miss out on thousands if I'm not feeling the location. Um, Who the fuck do you got picking your locations? Because that's the first thing natives look at, LA natives, if you're from here. Event going on? Man, where that shit at? Who hood does it? Oh, no, we can't go there. We ain't going. Uh-huh. Every last event I've seen of yours is like, bro, you don't even got to worry. You could go to that motherfucking slides if you want to. Like, it's you know ain't no drama going on. No drama. And you being from Arkansas, are you picking these places or you got like a native picking the places? No, I'm picking these I think mode. that's dope. It's like the locations, you know you're safe. Like, you, it's good. I'm picking the spots. I mean, because it, it, and I feel like when you own a business, you have to touch every part of the business before you hand it off to somebody else. You know, so I, I I love, like me sourcing venues is one of my favorite things and negotiating a deal outside of being at the actual event after all the work is done and you get to actually just have fun at the event. Um, negotiating a deal and sourcing the venues is very, very fun to me. Um, so when it comes to just event planning itself, I really enjoy event planning a lot. Um, so yeah, long story, uh, long answer short, I'm, I'm sourcing the venues. I'm finding the shit and... I'm I'm negotiating the deal because mo- because one thing now it's a really big problem in LA and probably all around. Nice venues will not bring you into their space if it's hip hop, if it's black, <laughs> if it's R and B. They will not bring you in, bro. They Talk will not. About it. And and that's why I want to own my own shit. One because I don't want no ratchet shit in my shit. But then two, if it's a good quality black event. Why not let it into the space? Talk about it. And because of the things that people have done in spaces that are nice, I don't have access to them. 
Because now you fucked up the image and deterred what they think about black people and how black people come mm, and they act. It. And it's bullshit. Because it's it. like, if I come and I'm like, oh, I have a great audience, very mature, elevated experience, you know, it's, it's a good vibe. They will not respond to me because some ratchet bullshit came to the space two weeks ago. And I'm like, I'm not them. But it's like, that word ain't, ain't shit to them. So it's becoming, it's becoming so bad, bro, to where it's like, I need to build a space that fits what I want. Because I can't even really get access to these spaces because I'm black. And it's crazy. It's really shit, it's wild. Crazy. So that, that's, a whole, that's a whole nother like problem. I'll just speak on in LA because I don't like going to just bullshit spaces. I don't like going to warehouse. I don't like, I don't like going to like just bars and, and clubby shit. I like going to nice shit. And when I can't get access to nice shit, what do I do? I go create my own nice shit. So that's the next thing that's coming up. Event spaces, lounges, and then soon after, hotels. Like we, it's, yeah. And, and, and a lot of the people that do events, they're, they're just going to settle. Then Nobody's going to do the shit that I'm going to do. Nobody's going to do it because they, they ain't done it. Niggas, niggas is doing events right now that everybody know about. They've been doing it for years. For years. 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 Same shit, same places, same people, same vibe. No, no different. And, and, that, and I'm, I'm definitely, I came, I'm shaking shit up. I am him. I'm like when people say I'm him, like, nah. <laughs> Real shit. Like you looking at him. Like this is I'm really that nigga. So it's like whenever you step into that space, that mindset and that mentality, you know, and of course we have like down moments where you feel like, damn, you know, shit ain't going right, blah, blah. But you really gotta remember and revert back to I am him. I'm that person. I'm I'm shaking shit up. Like you even if when I step into a room, you know who the fuck I am. You know what time it is. You know what type of time it's on. So yeah, I, it's crazy that we can't have access to certain spaces, and I've experienced it firsthand multiple times. Where people, even somebody I know that I work with, that's a white guy, has somebody come to him and say, "Do you know this outlet? It looks like just like a lot of black people. It's like look, look wow." <laughs> Shit, crazy. And I'm like, "For real?" And then the guy that I work with, he was like, "No, nah, bro, he's a great crowd. He would bring a lot of people to your space. You should actually work with him." Never worked with him. I always say, right, I'm going to hit you up. I'll, I'll get back to you. Never work with him. So that's one thing that's very, very, it's here. It's here. And it's here to stay. But I don't complain about it. I just make shit shake. That's where people get fucked up. People complain about it and feel like they can't accomplish what they, the vision they have because of what somebody else is doing or the way somebody else thinks. It's not every person that thinks like that. But if you experience it, you can't let that stop you from going after it. Like, yeah, I'll be in another nice spot. It's like, you, you might not accept me, but either I'm going to own the spot or somebody's going to let me in and I'm going to have an experience in the spot. But ultimately, it's going to be my spot at the end of the day. Joe, it's yeah, my that's, spot. That's, that's dope. As we're running out of time, um, I just want to reinforce the fact that, hey, we are Black-owned. We have a Black-owned event in L.A., that's predominantly black owned. It's successful. It's no drama attached to it. It's no bullshit. It's grown. It's sexy. We basically changing the narrative. That was another reason of me starting this podcast was changing the narrative of us. Like he said, we don't got to keep waiting on handouts. We you get turned away, cool. Go go create your own shit. Let's quit waiting on everybody else to mm. throw us a bone. We can create our own shit. You feel me? And have people coming to fuck with us. But it start with us. 
Yep. You know what I'm saying? We ask everybody else for help. You got to clean up your own backyard first. You feel me? Make people want to come fuck with you. So your events is doing just that. It's making people want to come fuck with you. It's making people want to come attend. So y'all make sure y'all tap in, man. Get a bar of these shoes. These, these motherfuckers is hot. I'm about to try to get a pair out of you. He said he ain't focused on them no more. I'm about to try to get a pair out of you. Feel me? Y'all can catch us. We'll be there at his New Year's event. Tell them where they can tap in to yeah. get tickets to that motherfucker. So for Beauty and Essence, the New Year's Eve Grown and Sexy Affair, um, the Outlet LA, you can go to the Instagram. The link is in the bio, per usual. Um, yeah, you can get your tickets, sections, all that. Um, so yeah, we hope to see you there to experience a very, very good Upscale, grown and sexy time. Um, best New Year's event to, event to hit uh, LA. Anything I do is, you know, is is top tier. So yeah, you can you can bet on having a damn good time for sure. Trust me, I'm co-signing it, and you know we don't co-sign no bullshit. That's why we got him on the show. So don't be out there trying to oh let me see last minute where is it really cracked. No, this this the place to be. You ain't got to worry about no drama, no none of that. So tap in, hit him in the DM outlet, the outlet LA. Mm-hmm. I see you there. Don't meet me there. Beat me there. Hey. The viral way. <laughs>